Christian Podcast, where we live to glorify God on purpose. I'm your host, Matt Adams, and I am an intentional Christian. Good day, folks. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it is you're listening to this on, and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Not for me, but for other people so they can find it so that they can join us as we intentionally glorify God together. I'm Matt. I am not perfect. I am simply trying to live my life on purpose for God's glory. We're going to touch so many issues. We're going to dive deep into people's lives and find out how they are glorifying God. I encourage you, though, When you hear things on this podcast, don't just let them go in and out, okay? I'm going to give you challenges. I'm going to encourage you to do things. Go do them. Put your Christianity into practice. The premise of this podcast is giving God glory. It is how can we give God glory in everyday life? And and it goes a step further to let's purposefully do everything for God's glory. Um, Very similar to what Paul actually tells us to do. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 10, 31. In all you do, do it for the glory of God. You know, whether whether we're eating, drinking, sleeping, um, at your job, it doesn't matter. We are called to live our lives to the glory of God. So I wanted to take a brief moment and tell you guys where I'm coming from and define the glory of God a little bit. And I have to warn you, I am going to completely 100% rip off John Piper in this definition. And the reason I'm doing that is because I absolutely love it. I think it is the most biblically sound definition And it is an easy way for us to think about God's glory and then actually put it into practice into our lives, to put him on display, to put his glory on display, to honor him and give him glory in all we do. Even if it's something as outwardly good looking as going to church. A lot of people think, hey, I'm just, you know, I go to church. Well, that doesn't automatically mean that you're doing something right. It doesn't automatically mean that you're giving God glory or that he is happy with what you're doing. We need to take a step back, kind of clear out your head about what you previously thought about God's glory or about intentionally living for Christ. And let's kind of build it up from the ground up then move on and then, you know, keep this tucked away. I'm going to put some links to John Piper's definition and answer in the show notes. Otherwise, you can find it by searching what is the glory of God in desiringgod.org. You absolutely must listen to his audio of it. Read his article on it because I'm not going to be able to do the thing justice I'm just going to talk about his article. So you must read it. It's very short. It is not a long thing. It's not a long sermon. You just need to go there and listen to it. Have I mentioned that you actually need to listen to him say it? Because he's 
a hundred times better than me, okay? So you must do that. That is a requirement to move on in this podcast. Do not ever listen to episode three and beyond without listening to that. Have I made myself clear? Okay, I think I have. I also may have preached a sermon a couple weeks ago on this topic. You can go check it out. I'll put it in the show notes. It is absolutely not a must listen to. (laughs) No planet and no universal structure, um, no time space continuum. And am I on any level plane quantum field dimension that John Piper is in? (laughs) Please do not hear me putting myself on that level. I am simply saying that I preached a sermon and I have it on my show notes if you would like to go listen to it. Okay, moving on. You catechism people, I know I did this in the last episode, but what is the goal of all things? What is the chief end of man? Hmm? To glorify God and enjoy him forever, right? God's glory is the goal of all things. I'm going to quote some of the Piper texts from his answer, but I'm only doing that for one purpose, not to make myself sound like him or to regurgitate anything he does, but simply because I don't trust that every one of you is going to listen to his answer. So I'm going to touch on it, give you a little bit of an answer, and that way you can have something to understand. So let's define it, okay? The glory of God is not a word that we easily can define, okay? Piper says it's a a lot like the word beauty, right? You can't just define it. And people are like, oh, okay, that's what beauty means. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, It's something that you have to point to. You have to like take your finger and point to beauty enough times And then people start to understand what beautiful is. Hence the reason our world is so distorted and disgusting when it comes to their view of beauty. Because they are seeing things so many times and the world is saying, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's not. FYI, the world has it wrong. Okay, women, men, that's to you also. You are looking at something that is defined by the world and not by God. Okay, wow, I digress. So I wanted to dig a little bit into God's glory, right? I I looked it up in the dictionary. You know, it's got your typical words like beauty, praise, delight, um, renown, fame, worship, adoration, things like that. You know, like typical words we would associate with glory, like a king in his glory, But it didn't address the majesty and magnificence and the aboveness of God's glory. And that's what we need to address. And that's where I think Piper hits it right on. He takes the word holiness, God's holiness, right? God is holy. He is set apart. He has a perfection and a purity and a beauty that is nothing like ours, Let's see, nothing is a little strong because we resemble it, okay? We have it. We've been imputed with righteousness. We are perfect and holy, but simply because of Christ. We were created in his image, but we are fallen sinners, okay? So we are a distortion of it. He's that 300-foot 
tall skyscraper that's made out of mirrors, and we're like a broken hand mirror laying on the floor. He is a class above. He is a set-apart one. Uh, Nothing can add to him. Nothing can make him better, right? Nothing can change him. He is perfect. He is holy. Then you have Isaiah, you know, with this vision. He encounters God. This has to be the best part in the Bible. Yes, I know. Everything in the Bible is equal and everything points to Jesus. But there is something about Isaiah seeing God's holiness that we need to grasp. We need to apprehend. We need to put that into our lives. If you have never seen God's holiness like Isaiah, you need to take a deep look at your sin. Hold your sin up to the holiness of God. Allow him to work in your life and remove the pride. You need to see your sin for what it truly is against an infinitely holy God. We are a people of unclean lips. We are wretched sinners living in flesh bodies, rotting decay, okay? The only reason that we have a holiness and perfection is simply because of Christ. Simply because of the cross. This is the gospel. If you don't understand that, stay tuned because I'm going to do another podcast episode on the gospel, okay? Because we got to start this thing off right. We have to start this thing off with a foundation of these clear biblical truths that must impact your life. That is the point of this podcast, okay? We don't want to just learn this stuff. We want to actually implement it into our lives so we see it on a daily basis, okay? So Piper takes God's holiness and Isaiah meeting him and it says, the Bible says, holy, holy, holy are you and the whole earth is filled with your, right? And you'd expect it to say holiness because you're so holy. You are so holy, God, that the entire world is full of your holiness. But it doesn't. It says glory. The whole world is full of of your glory. The heavens declare the glories of God. What does that mean? So Piper concludes that the glory of God is God's holiness made manifest. It's the going public of his holiness. It's the way he puts his holiness on display for everyone to see. And this is the definition that he eventually lands on, although he he clarifies that this is not a perfect definition. He doesn't have everything all figured out. This is just where he is and with the reading of the scripture, what he believes that is most likely and the best way to describe God's glory. The glory of God is the infinite beauty and greatness of God's manifold perfections. All right, let me say that again. The glory of God is the infinite beauty and greatness of God's manifold perfections. It's the manifestation of his character, his worth, his attributes. All his perfections and greatness are infinitely beautiful 
And when we see those, we are seeing God's glory. So are you able to see how this could play out in your life? Are you able to see how tangible this can be when you think about it now? Okay, we, we are so screwed up right now in the society with this, with these movements. And now we, you know, we've got the gold dust falling from ceiling vents and people are saying they're seeing God's glory and glory clouds and all this messed up crazy stuff. It is so far from the biblical truth. The biblical truth is God's glory is his holiness made manifest. So we're seeing God's glory when we see things that are more like Christ, things that display the beauty of God or things that display elements of his attributes. When I am more loving to my wife and I consider her above myself, I am now giving God glory because I am putting his holiness, I'm putting his attributes of love on display for the world to see. I am being Christ-like, and when I am Christ-like, I am being more holy, I am being more perfect like Christ, and God gets the glory. And this is why Paul can say we can eat to the glory of God. When we are thankful, when we give food to others, when we remember God's sacrifice, when we remember that eating is simply a reminder of how much we need God, how much we need the word, we must feast on the word, we are eating to God's glory. When we just walk into the buffet, we pile the pork chops on our plate and slather the gravy down, When we pig out, when we're unthankful, we are not displaying God's attributes. And therefore, we are not giving God glory. We're not giving him the glory that he deserves. So this podcast is going to be looking at ways we can intentionally put God's glory on display and digging down deep into our lives to find those hidden sins that need to be removed intentionally putting things into practice in our lives that will help us to put God's glory on display, right? When we're a coworker and the coworker goes, what? Why on earth did you do that? And it was because we did something more like Christ and something that was less like the world. That means we're on the right track. Now, one major caveat and I'm talking major, okay? This is a make it or break it kind of thing. And that is, we are absolutely not going after behavior modification. Do you understand that? We are not going after behavior modification. We are going after heart change. We want to intentionally change our hearts and our love and our emotions and our joy so that we genuinely want to love others. We genuinely want to serve others because that is how God gets glory. He does not just get glory by you showing up and going to feed my starving children and packing a food pack. 
That is not, absolutely not, how he gets glory. He gets glory when you live life with Christ on display. Food pack or not, Christ can get glory. It's not about what we do. It is about how we do it and how our heart is towards God and others. And giving God glory links so closely with sin. I personally say, for pragmatism's sake, that it's the opposite of giving God glory. Sin is the opposite of giving God glory. Anytime you're not giving God glory, you're sinning. Yeah, you can argue with me about some definition of sin and the semantics of it, but 99% of the time, that's going to be the case. So think of it that way. We are going to dive more into sin later. We're not going to right now. So let's wrap this thing up. We're doing this for God's glory. It's not about me. It's not about you. (laughs) Hate to say it, but it's not about you. It's about God. It's about living your life the way that he has designed you to and the way that he wants you to. And it's going to hurt. It hurts to change. It's hard to do the right thing. It is hard to speak the truth. And guess what? That's what you're going to hear a lot of on this show is the truth. So be ready for it. Accept it. Take it in. Love it. Embrace it. And go be intentional. (laughs) 